In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie and you're listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, current events, and ways to build the best life by a southern girl who's trying to figure it out for herself. Lisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forevers on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forevers Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, beautiful people, it's Christmas Eve, if you observe the holidays. If you don't, happy holidays. If you do, Merry Christmas. Good job. (laughs) And Happy New Year's, because my next episode will be after the first. I hope that you all have an amazing time, best of parties, maybe a kiss at midnight. Are we the only ones with that tradition? I don't know who else does that outside the U.S., but have all the fun. This week, I really wanted to talk about something I'd planned on talking about a little bit earlier, and it's how much of a journey of discovery being multiracial can be. Just like people of all races, we don't all come from a happy home. We might be missing one parent or the other, or not have contact with one side for whatever reason. And when you're multiracial or mixed, or adopted, sometimes it feels like you have to put on your investigative journalist hat and unravel a mystery. That's become especially true for me recently. I've talked before about growing up around my dad's siblings and cousins, and then drifting apart as one by one we lost his brothers. But I've come to realize he pulled away from our family a long time before that. My siblings and I grew up being told certain stories about our background that we believed to be true, and it was for the most part. But there's something strange about becoming an adult. You discover all sorts of secrets and stories, and I feel like this experience is almost unique to people from multiracial backgrounds or from transracial adoptions, people who grew up apart from most of their cultural backgrounds. It's almost like finding out you were adopted, and if you were adopted, then we're kind of with you. As I mentioned in my conversations with Agna, I recently found out that we were not Cherokee in the way I thought we were. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen this, but through my great-grandmother's side of the family, we are Eastern Band Cherokee and Mississippi Band of Choctaw. My cousin, who is enrolled in the Mississippi Band of Choctaw, is the one who's been filling in the gaps in my background for me. He sent me a picture of my great-grandparents, and I really honestly almost cried. My great-grandmother Rosetta, or Grandma Rosie as most of my family members who remember her call her, was almost my namesake, and I've had many family members say that I look like her. 
I have been considering changing my name since there are only about 7.6 billion people named Natalie. If I ever do, I'm definitely going to take the name Rose. When I was growing up, whether it was teenage angst or any other reason, I was a teenager and I never quite felt a part of my family growing up. And having that picture in my hand, seeing her beautiful face, was enough to make me cry. Great-grandfather Mansfield and my great-grandmother Rosetta married in 1911, and I wish they were still here so I could hear their stories. But I have pieces of them in pictures in my family members' minds, so that helps. My family roots are so important to me, and that's probably why the shock of this discovery hit me so hard. Before I started recording with Agnarok, I reached out to my cousin, Mansfield, to confirm what I thought I knew about my family before talking about my indigenous side, and it's almost as if my identity was flipped on its head. My mom always wanted us kids to be enrolled in the Cherokee Nation, and my dad said he'd applied. What we were told was that we were rejected because we were mixed with black, and at the time, the Oklahoma Cherokee Band was going through some changes in regards to the freedmen. It turns out my dad just applied to the wrong tribe the whole time, and he knew it. That discovery brought on all sorts of emotions in me that I didn't expect. As I mentioned in episodes before, my parents are divorced, but they divorced when I was a little older, barely 20, and I'd started falling out of contact with my dad. That probably feeds into the feelings that I had at that time when I found out where we came from and that my dad knew he had applied to the wrong band and had made no steps to correct that. At first, there was a little bit of betrayal. I could have been a part of a culture that I've always yearned to be as a child, only to find out that we were connected to two different bands and tribes. I could have grown up hearing the stories and histories other children grew up learning. I would have had that place where I belonged, like I had always yearned for as a child. Of course, I suppose that's looking at everything highly optimistically, and things could have been completely different. However, I would have had my cousin Mansfield, who has made me feel nothing but welcomed and open to my eagerness to learn. As a mixed or multiracial person who doesn't have any contact with one side of your family for one reason or another, or someone who went through a transracial adoption without any support or mention of their ethnic culture and background, I'm sure the experience is very similar, though maybe not as extreme. Maybe in some cases more extreme. Even if that wasn't the case for you and your family, access to all these genetic tests can hold a number of surprises for just about everyone. This draw I feel towards the indigenous side of me has been there since I was young. I've talked to other mixed or multiracial people who feel a draw towards a certain part, and some who are just content being themselves and see no reason to dive into one culture or the other. Either of those is totally fine, but it does kind of make me question my own motives. Did I want to be Cherokee as a child because I would fit in by my looks where I'd never been able to? Was hearing people tell me that I was too white, or not black enough, or not white because I'm mixed, make me just want to drop those sides? I'm not sure what drove me back then, but now at the ripe old age of 27 that is full of wisdom and I have figured out everything, that is major sarcasm if you did not catch that, I love my Irish side, my black side, my Cherokee and Choctaw sides, and all the others I'm finding out about. 
I come from so many heritages and it's all so beautiful to me, but these developments have inspired a lot of thinking on my part. I believe if I wanted to pursue it, I could register as Choctaw. But I wouldn't feel right making that decision without spending a lot of time with my family and a lot of time in the tribe and getting to know my culture and feel more connected to the community. Otherwise, what's the point in getting registered? When you're a part of a community like that, there's a lot of responsibility to continue traditions and I have to learn them before I take that responsibility. But I suppose this is just another step in my journey. Have any of you listening gone through something similar, or are you in the middle of this journey like I am? We have a private Facebook group called Some Kind of Brown World, and you can share your journey there. If you're not quite comfortable with that, you can always email me at somekindofbrown at gmail.com. I will never judge you and would love to hear your story. I will leave the link in my email in the description box if you want to check that out. And if there's something you'd like to share, you could do an episode of listener stories, you never know. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode, and I hope it struck a chord with you in some way. Remember, I'm always open to listening to people who grew up like me, or who are exploring their ethnicities, raising a child of another race, or who are in an interracial couple. And as my cute little nephew said earlier, Happy holidays and Merry Christmas if you observe the holiday, and if you don't, I hope you have an amazing and beautiful time with your family, biological or chosen. As usual, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Some Kind of Brown. And like I mentioned before, we do have a private group that you can reach through the Facebook page or by searching Some Kind of Brown World. I hope to see you there. I also have a Patreon and some merch and you can find those links through my Podbean page, Facebook, or the links in the show notes. I love each and every one of you, and I hope you're happy and well. Thank you to Purple Planet for the use of their song Love Life, and I'll see you in two weeks with some more Shades of Brown. One, two, two three. three. There! Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Very Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>